0: House of Mystery presents Inside Writing, the radio show where authors discuss their writing process in all genres. Welcome back into the House of Mystery, and we are at the interview part of the show. Um, joining me to do the interviews, I've got people from around the world. We've got uh, the famous Michael Hawley, who does the uh, Jack the Ripper murders. Hello. <laughs> and he's just washing the blood off his hand now. A night. Uh, yeah, and we've got uh, Brian uh, Turnoff.
1: I'm tipping my hat to all of you. Thank you very much. Hello,
0: hello. And, yeah, Mindside Podcast. How's that going?
1: Well, it's going, going good. Can't complain. Um, but I'm here doing House of Mystery, so let's, let's focus here, number one.
0: <laughs> yeah, because my mind can't see. <laughs> um now today um uh, I, i've talked to uh, our guest before and uh he's he's got the book out that he's been talking about doing finally and he had brian whitney help him out with that so we've got uh carl de Niro. thank you for taking the time to talk to us today
2: uh thanks for having
0: me so the book is called son of sam and me now um I kind of know the story. I kind of know what's going on and and everything. But I know a lot of listeners won't know. So, uh, first of all, um, how do you fit into the Son of Sam murders? Um, how did how did you get involved?
2: I, I involuntarily, to, uh, to say the least. Yeah. But, uh, I was uh, I was shot um, on October twenty third, nineteen seventy six, which turned out to be. Um, the second uh, Son of Sam shooting.
0: Uh, Maybe let's set this up. So the Son of Sam is uh, better known now as David Berkowitz, uh, who did get arrested and put in jail. He killed uh, half a dozen people and wounded many, and this was in New York City in the uh, mid-late 70s. So maybe, maybe set the stage of what you were doing that day and how it happened. You got shot. Well,
2: it was, uh, it was five days I had enlisted in, in the Air Force uh, in a delayed entry program. So I was scheduled to report to uh, Lackland Air Force Base uh, on October 28, 1976. So five days before, uh, just, uh, you know, being a typical 20-year-old, I uh, went out with my friends, uh, kind of like uh, the last round of my final goodbyes uh, we had gone to a party, a house party that really wasn't that good. So we went back to the bar, the local, uh, neighborhood bar that we hung out at. And, um, there I ran into, uh, to a, a friend, uh, Rosemary Keenan. So we, we had a few drinks and decided to, uh, to get away from the maddening crowd. So we got into our car and, strove around the neighborhood that was actually my neighborhood in uh north Flushing, new york and um came to us uh, a spot that looked like a good place to make out and um she pulled over in front of uh, a darkened house and uh we started making out and i don't know four or five minutes later all all, uh, all hell broke loose um at the time, I didn't know that I was shot, but um, all the windows were, were blown out. Or, or the back window, I shouldn't say all the windows, but the side window and the back window was blown out. And I had uh, glass shards all over me. Um, again, I didn't know I was shot, but I knew I was in trouble. And I told her, you know, start the car, get out of here. And, um, and we headed back to, um, to the bar that we started at, which was about 10 blocks away. Uh, I got out of the car, walked into the bar, and uh, basically collapsed. Uh, where uh, That's when my friends realized that I was in uh, dire need of medical attention, and they drove me to Flushing Memorial Hospital.
0: Okay, so you had no idea. What, what were you thinking when the back window smashed out? Were you thinking that there was just burglars or somebody was,
3: well, yeah. uh, was
0: hassling? Like What What was your thought?
2: You know, it did. It's kind of weird. I guess the adrenaline kicks in and whatever else. Uh, just, I'm I, I'm new at this, uh, or I was new at this, uh, and thankfully I still am. But um, I I knew I was in trouble, um, as I mentioned in the book. Uh, being a a bit of a smart aleck, I told the cops I threw an ounce of pot out the window um, on my departure from the uh, shooting scene. So I knew. I mean, that tells me right there I knew something was up. But I, I, I really, I didn't hear any gunshots, and I didn't think I was shot. Um, uh, and again, it, you know, I, I told the, uh, the doorman at the bar, uh, when I walked in, he said, you don't look good. And I said, I don't feel good. I said, I think the car blew up, which obviously makes no sense. But uh, that's what happens when you get a forty four in the back of your head. So uh, about four in the morning, I I got to the hospital around, I guess, around 2.15 in the morning. And about four o'clock, a police officer asked me if, if, um, you know, he wanted to know if I should call, if he should call my parents. And I asked him what time it was. And he said four. And I said, Dad, I said, no. I said, as long as I'm home by seven, my mother won't know why was out this late. And that's when he looked at me and said, son, you got shot in the head. You're not going home and that's my first recollection of knowing i was shot
0: you, you so when you were shot in the head so what what effect did it have on you uh, and how long did it take you to recover from that
2: i was i was in the hospital for 3 weeks uh to the first go go-round, um and ba- basically just um you know there was no uh no painkillers except tylenol which uh, was was not good I um, had a, a throbbing headache and, um, and a lot of swelling, uh, swelling in the, uh, in the brain. So uh, they were, you know, every couple of days the doctors would come in and, and drain fluid from, from the back of my head with this huge needle, which, let me tell you, was extremely painful. Uh, and that, that took about, uh, I guess the, the, pain, the pain subsided after about two weeks. And, uh, in the third week, they released me, um, telling me that I could go home. I had to stay inside because it was only a, a thin, thin layer of skin protecting my, uh, my brain from the outside world. Um, and then three months later, January 20th of 77, I was scheduled to, uh, go back so they could put a, a metal plate in the back of my head to, uh, cover up the, uh, the, uh, the hole that the bullet bullet had made
0: so when did you first um, realize that it was part of the son of Sam shooting
2: um, my first my first indication was uh, the, a civil a civil hearing um, uh, that uh, the victims uh, put together so we went to court a civil court, to decide the percentages if uh, if and when there was any money to be made from uh, the uh David Berkowitz estate and uh, one of the lawyers, Harry lipstick kept saying to the judge, you know, other people are involved and I had no idea what he was talking about. So I asked my lawyer and, and that's when he told me, he goes, Oh, you know, Harry lipstick thinks other people were involved. And, uh, it was interesting, but I didn't really think much more of it. And then the seven years later, I read Maury Terry's book, the ultimate evil, which, uh, it's basically the, uh, the blueprint for the, uh, the son of Sam conspiracy. And, um, and that was, uh, you know, that, that was my second, uh, second piece of information, uh, alluding to a conspiracy. And, uh, the third, the third piece was, um, I happened to run into a, a ballistics uh, detective in around 1990, um, who worked on my case. And he told me that, um, that a woman or a 90 pound weakling shot me, and uh, David, Bark- David Barkowitz is neither one of those, so uh, I was at that point I was pretty convinced that, that Maury Terry was uh, onto something
0: uh, maybe explain this like what, what do you mean by cult? Um, so so there's going to be people that this is totally out of left field here. They have no idea as far as um, what's been told on news and over the time as David Berkowitz um, you know had a dog that talked to him, he heard voices and he uh, would go out and shoot all these people so um, now you bring up cult. so what exactly do you mean by that
2: well uh, like I said the the, the, the basis uh, the basis for you know for, for me, even mentioning the cult is, uh, is, is the work that Maury Terry did uncovering this cult. Um, there was some, some clues during the actual, um, shootings. Uh, the, uh, the son of Sam left, uh, left a note, um, at one of the shooting scenes and also sent a note to, uh, to, uh, Jim Breslin, who was a New York daily news, uh, investigative reporter. And, um, in one of the letters, uh, he, he, the letter mentions um, some names, uh, you know, uh, the, the Wicked King Wicker, the Duke of Death, Duke of Darkness, 22 Disciples of Hell. Um, and and that, uh, that really didn't go anywhere uh, during the investigation for, for various reasons that I, I'm not even sure why, why that uh, the police didn't uh, follow up on some of those clues.
0: Are Are you thinking that David Berkowitz was part of a cult, and uh, he was doing things for the cult for a certain reason?
2: Uh, yeah, I mean, he in in this understand letters, the, the, you know, the writer, uh, you know, mentioned 22 disciples, 22 disciples of hell. Um, which I, you know, today I certainly believe that David Barkowitz was one of those 22 disciples. Um, uh, you know, uh, some, other, uh, some other people have been identified um, as, you know, as the 22 disciples of hell. And, you know, based on the investigation that Maury did and the investigation that, that uh, myself, Maury, and, and a few other researchers um, over the last, uh, 30 years um it's to me it's quite quite evident that uh, more than one person was involved um and you know uh you know conspi. you know a, a conspiracy just um, just means it involves more than one person um i know it has bad uh, connotations today but uh, that's all it means and as far as the cult there's uh there's there's more than enough information um uh, specifically from the uh, NYPD that there was a cult uh, uh, that was active in Ontemeyer Park in Yonkers, which is the city that uh, David Berkowitz lived in. And um, and Ontemeyer Park is a park that he hung out in.
0: What's the, the name of the cult or do we know? And, and kind of what, 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 what exactly was the point of them shooting you and others? Well,
2: The name of the the name of the cult is is uh, loosely known as the Children. Um, Although during the investigation, it really the cult really didn't have a name. Um, It was just this you know satanic um, this uh, uh, satanic cult uh, that would uh, have uh, rituals in Untermeyer Park. and this, this is well documented there's uh there's photographs of of the author that they used uh there was uh, many uh german shepherds sound uh, skinned and obviously killed um and uh jim Rustein, uh nypd detective uh actually uncovered uh, the cult uh long before the son of sam shootings uh like in in the late 60s 68 69 and he found out that there was this uh this uh satanic cult that um you know be, besides worshiping wor- worshiping the devil um they were involved in you know major drug uh drug dealing and um and procuring young young uh, women you know i shouldn't even say women young girls and young boys uh for uh for, uh sexual activity with the uh rich and famous
3: so Carl, a question. When when you got shot, uh it sounds like it was dark and you you saw no one or did you maybe uh make out anybody? Yeah, uh
2: that's a good that's a good question because of of all the of all the shootings, uh my shooting is is uh, I think it's the only one with with no eyewitnesses. Um so there's the least amount of information on my shooting. And uh, ironically, of all the surviving uh, uh, victims, I'm basically the only one that has continued researching it to try to find out what happened, why, uh, who did it besides Berkowitz and other assorted questions. But no, I didn't. I didn't see anything.
1: Uh, do, any of your, uh, do any of your fellow victims, um, surviving ones, I mean, do they, do they agree with you at all? Um, have you talked with them? What are their thoughts, or do they believe that it is Berkowitz?
2: Well, that's, that's a, it's a very good question, and uh, I'll give you the best answer. Um, most of them, almost all of them, uh, don't want to talk about it. And, of course, we all handle our own personal tragedies in different ways. So I am not, uh, I'm not, um, passing judgment on anyone. Uh, that's just kind of like my personality where you know, I want to know and I'm going to ask questions and I'm going to probably be a little loud and obnoxious about it. (laughs) Um, but, uh, it it, it is kind of uh, interesting that, um, uh, that none of the other victims, they, they did speak obviously, uh, at, at the time of the shooting, but as the years have gone by, they basically refuse, they refuse to do interviews. Uh, they refuse to talk about it. I've reached out to, um, to several of them. And um, although I am uh, friendly with one of the victims, uh, she, um, she, she refuses to, uh, to, you know, speak public, publicly about the
1: case. And they there just, and staying there what what about, what about uh, what about rosemary the person you were um you know that that was the you know your partner in crime and you know vic- and victim victimization right, right. what 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 does she think about you know the, the, that thought and and you writing this book
3: well
2: i i you know as i i don't know if i was clear on that but we we weren't you know boyfriend girlfriend we just kind of hung out in this big group that uh, from queensborough community college um, and I, I, think we had gone on like maybe two dates. Um, when, after I got shot, uh, I wasn't allowed to have visitors and, um, she, she did visit me a couple of times, uh, in the first couple of days, but, uh, after that there was no visitors and then we, we basically lost touch. But I, um, I was also friends with her, with her sister who, um, who I reconnected with, uh, a couple of years ago. And she tells me that Rosemary refuses to talk about it, even with the family, with our family. So she's certainly not going
3: to talk to me about it. I'm curious. And uh, how about the uh, the police at the time? Uh, it sounds like I mean, it's not the first time. Let's say law enforcement or somebody had a rush to judgment, and they get figured they're going to stick to their guns, but. Uh, it sounds like they, like they were convinced that it was just for quits or were, were they mixed? Were there a the few that, um, thought possibly?
2: Well, it, in my, in my particular case, um, I, I guess I should have mentioned this early. Uh, the two, uh, detectives that were assigned to my case was, uh, Detective Blues and, uh, Detective Redmond Keenan, Keenan, who was Rosemary's father, um, I didn't really think much of it until many many years later when I started talking to law enforcement uh, personnel, and they they told me that's highly irregular that uh, you know in, in a shooting case that they would assign a detective whose daughter was involved in in the shooting. Um, so, it, you know, it's it's just kind of uh, just kind of weird. Uh, I you know I don't think um, I think. I, I think in the beginning uh that might have um uh, might have pushed the investigation in the wrong direction because um you know I was twenty years old, I had long brown hair, uh I was a self avowed hippie and um I did smoke pot and I liked to drink. And um and here's, you know you know, the, the Mary's father, the detective, now his daughter's involved in a shooting and um he was not thrilled with me. And they immediately assumed it was a drug deal gone bad, uh, which I assured him it wasn't, but, um, to, uh, I didn't really convince them. Uh, and I was, you know, so basically for the six months, six months I had to defend myself, uh, to the police and my mother, that it wasn't a drug deal. And, uh, it was, <clears throat> excuse me. I was vindicated, uh, in, on March 10th in nineteen seventy seven when uh, the mayor of New York City a beam and uh, the police commissioner cod uh, announced that they uh, we have a serial killer five five random five random shootings or seemingly random shootings were all tied to the same gun that they they, they they lost uh, you know they lost some time in looking for looking for the culprit and looking for clues that might have helped them. But um but I'll be honest with you, I don't I don't blame them. I don't blame them too much uh, because there was no son when I was shot there was no son of Sam. There was no serial killer. Um and uh and I lived in a neighborhood that was very low low crimes. Uh you know, it was upper middle class neighborhood. We didn't have shootings. Uh I don't even think we had robberies back then. Um, you know, so they didn't have much to go on, um, you know, originally, um, except for, um, except for, you know, a few visits by the two detectives on my case, um, I was never contacted by, uh, by the NYPD, um, you know, for any follow-up or, or even, even when they called Parkowitz, I didn't even get a phone call, um, you know, an official phone call saying, you know, rest easy, We, we got your man, um. Oh, I found I found that out through a reporter who called my sister, who then called me. Um, so yeah, so that was you know kind kind of a, a strange little little thing. But all, all the information that I had on Berkowitz, I I had the same information that the general public had by reading newspapers and listening to the news. Um, I thought it was awfully crazy, you know, the talking dogs and. Whole, you know, and un- unrolled the crazy, crazy stuff that Berkowitz uh, said whilst he uh, was in the, uh, psych ward before he was sentenced. Um, you know, and then since then, he's changed his story like three times. Uh, eventually he did, he did say he made the whole thing up and, um, and it was, you know, say kind of cult and he's very sorry. And there was no talking dog. And, um, you know yeah you could take it for you know for for what it's worth it's he definitely didn't help um he definitely didn't help himself by changing his story uh, uh, you know three or four times you know as far as me believing him uh I could tell you like today um I, I mean, here's what I believe I believe that he did do two of the shootings um I don't think he shot me um I think he was that all the shootings as as he has stated he says he was um and uh you know i do know that the police when they did uh, interrogate him they asked him you know specific questions uh for each shooting and uh, you know those hidden hidden clues that the police will keep uh keep from the public so if they catch you know if they catch the uh suspect and they ask him a question and he knows the answer then they know they got they got the right guy Um, I'm not really sure what questions they had for Berkowitz, but um, uh, at at this stage of the game, I I just, there would be no upside for Berkowitz to lie and say, I was there, but I didn't shoot you, you know, but I did shoot on a you know, it's, it's kind of like, you know, you're all in or, you know, or or you're not.
1: You had some actual direct correspondences um, with him uh, during COVID. Uh, and that ended in November, according to the book. Have, tell us a little bit about those correspondences. Did you gain any insight, and, and since your last one, anything new come out um, since then?
2: Yeah, so I was actually approached by um, a friend of his um, who, who let me know that he was interested in talking to me. Um, I had batted around the idea for, for quite a few years of uh, reaching out, Um, but I never, but I never did. But once I found out that he, you know, he was interested in talking to me, I, I I said, I have, I have nothing to lose with this one. So, um, I started corresponding with him and, um, you know, as you can, in, in the book, I, I, I printed some of the letters and, you know, some of my letters and some of his responses. And, um, so far it's all, you know, all fluff. I mean, he hasn't told me anything, um, uh, you know, he has apologized profusely for, uh, for any trouble he's caused me and, and other victims and our families, um, which is, you know, all well and good. That's, uh, that's part of the process, um, you know, um, and you're sorry, um, but I don't think it's the whole process. And uh, as the letters progressed, I became a little bit more specific and a little bit more um, to the point. Um, and, you know, I, I eventually asked him point blank, you know, do you know who shot me? You know, uh, you know, was, and then the next letter, I actually, I actually mentioned, I just gave first names, you know, was it, you know, was it Amy? Was it Wendy? Um, and his response was, uh, in a nutshell, his response was be patient. So that gives me hope, uh hope for the future that um, I will continue corresponding with him and um it gives me hope for the future that he will eventually give me some some kind of closure.
0: What's your hopes in writing this book? Like what did you want people to take away from it?
2: Originally originally I wanted to um my daughter convinced me that I I had a story to tell that other people would be interested in. I you know I always thought it was a uh, Kind of an interesting story. Just the fact that I'm alive to tell it makes it somewhat interesting. But I didn't really think, uh, you know, people, you know, my inner circle of friends would uh, certainly enjoy it, but I didn't think other people would. But my daughter convinced me that, um, you know, I got a good story. Um, Just, you know, my personal experiences, um, you know, with dealing with uh, being shot. Um, And then I added on to that. Uh, my relationship with Maury Terry which you know I find um, it's an interesting uh, relationship you know it started out me being like a fan of his book uh, to meeting him to uh, uh, helping him investigate um, and then be, and, and also becoming very good friends with him uh, so so that that was um, that was my original original goal but as I started writing the book I realized Um, As you mentioned in this interview, uh, a lot of people, a lot of people for various reasons, their age or their interests, um, don't know who the son of Sam is or who David Barkowitz is and, you know, why it matters. Um, So I realized I had to um, I had to go through each of the shootings. Uh, I had to give a background on Son of Sam and I had to go through the shootings um, during that process kind of felt like I was rewriting Maury Terry's book uh, which I did not want to do um, so that became um, that became uh, quite a struggle for me uh, because uh, I needed to tell the, st- the shooting stories to, so, so the whole story would make sense but yet like I said every time I got into it I, I felt like I was just you know uh, rewriting the ultimate evil so uh, hopefully I came up with a good balance. Uh, I, I took out, uh, many, many pages, uh, um, going into deeper detail in each of the shootings. But like I said, my goal, my goal was to tell my story, tell you know, my relationship with Maury and to, to, uh, present to the, the public uh, <laughs> for, for one of the few times, uh, that other people were involved. And here's the reasons why, um, I think I came up with a good balance in this book.
0: Did you did you ever try to contact uh, some of the other shooters, other people involved, um, any time during writing the book, or?
2: Yeah, no, I, I have not, and uh, I think you can imagine why. But you know, um, it, it was it, it, a few years ago somebody wanted to do a documentary, and they actually said what do you think about walking up to the front door knocking on the door and introducing yourself and i'm like i don't think so (laughs) i i don't know i'm not i'm not that yeah i'm not that brave (laughs) and you do have to realize that that you know this is you know this is my opinion and opinion of a few others um You know, you can't go around accusing people of shooting people without some kind of proof. Um, I think we have uh, ample proof, but uh, it's all circumstantial. And uh, a lot of it's based on um, research that was um, corroborated by David Berkowitz, which, as we said earlier, he's not the most reliable. I mean, he could change his story tomorrow.
3: Question of the – that cult – Still active? Do we know, or is it kind of uh, they kind of disbanded? You know, uh, in Maury Terry's book, he, he, you know, he 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 kind of he kind of says it's the
2: process church and the final judgment. Um, my opinion on that is, um, I I don't think, in its entirety, it's the process church and the final judgment. Um, but I do think, and, and actually, I know that some members of the Process Church were definitely involved um, in the Son of Sam shootings and were, were part of the 22 Disciples of Hell. Um, you know, I think when, when you deal with true crime, um, you, you have to realize that bad people hang out with bad people. So, uh, you know, the, you, you might not be, a, you know, a card carrying member of a particular group, but that doesn't mean, you, you know, pal around with a motorcycle gang that is involved or a satanic cult that was involved. Um, yeah. So to, to answer your, your question, uh, are they still around? Well, we all know that the process church is now now called the uh, best friends animal sanctuary uh, in Kanab, Utah. Um, and uh, I mean, this is, this is open, you know, this is public knowledge. Uh, Michael Mountain actually gave a, who was one of the founding members um, of both the Process Church and uh, Best Friends, gave, uh, gave a, 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 an interview, um, it, uh, totally admitting that, yes, it's the same group. Uh, but he shrugs everything off with, well, you know, back, back in the 70s, everyone belonged to cults. We didn't really mean anything. Um, you know, it was just like a way to make money and, you know, to be cool. Um, I don't buy that, but but that's 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 his story, and I'm sure he's sticking to
3: it. So, question about Jacob, David Berkowitz is, uh like in in with serial offenders, they, they tend to be having personality disorders like antisocial personality disorder, narcissistic personality disorder, and so uh, when I was look, uh, when i uh seen you know like read on David Berkowitz and watched, he seemed to be antisocial. And it kind of like fits that mold. But if if it's a part of a cult, that would not be a serial offender issue. That would be a cult thing, a different thing. Um, has there anybody been uh, – have you ever heard discussion about that with David Berkowitz try to find out himself, his personality? So uh, your, your question is,
2: does he have a, a serial killer personality or a cult personality?
3: Yeah, exactly, yeah.
2: Um, yeah, that's, that's a good question. Um, you, um, let me think about that. Uh, I know he's a, he's a follower, you know, I mean, we all know, you know, uh, uh, when you're looking for members to join a cult, uh, for the most part, you're looking for the, you know, disenfranchised, the lonely, you know, um, possibly even introvert, but you know, no friends and, the cult leader promises something, you know, uh, eternal life, money, drugs, girls, uh, whatever. Berkowitz definitely fits into that. Um, and, you know, uh, everything I know about him, um, definitely fits, he definitely fits into to, to that. So
3: Things with uh, serial offenders, one of the most common things is the extreme uh, lack of remorse for what they've done or complete lack of empathy for their victims. You, you, you are not alone with that. Um, I would say, you know,
2: based on my, uh, not that I've done a study on it, but I, I do, um, you know, I do, uh, I belong to, I administer one and I, I belong to two, um, you know, son of Sam Facebook groups. And, um, I can tell you out of the 500 members, uh, I would say it's split 50-50 that you know, he he's born again and he truly is sorry, and there's other ones are saying he's just looking to get out, you know, and um I don't know I don't know the real answer. My personal opinion is he's he's sincere. Um but that's just my personal opinion.
1: If 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 what you say and what you believe in your heart really is true, you know, a woman shot you, it wasn't Berkowitz, she was part of a cult, um a satanic one they still exist, as you said, that's, that's well documented. Aren't you afraid that coming out with this book um, could, you know, initiate something else or trigger um, something new? Or aren't you afraid that they may have some retribution for this now?
2: I, I, good. That's a good question, and I, I've been asked that quite, quite a few times, and my answer is <laughs> no. And uh, I probably should be, or maybe I should be, but uh, my thinking is, if you if you've gotten away with this for 45 years and someone comes out of the woodwork and writes a book and says you did it, it just seems to me if you're 65, 70, 71 years old at this stage of the game, you're much better off just saying I don't know what he's talking about. He's losing his mind. I have nothing to do with that. As opposed to, you know, getting a gun, putting it in your glove compartment, and driving to New York to shoot me. And again, I, I hope I'm. Believe me, I hope I'm right with that assessment. You have to realize that uh, I was 20 when this happened, and uh, the the players, uh, almost all the players, were 24 to 31 at the time. So, you know, there are the you know, I mean, Barkowitz is probably one of the younger younger ones, and he's he's 67, 68 years old. He was he was I was 20. He was 24. Oh, okay. So he's yeah. So barkwood went to 68 going on. Yeah, be 69 whenever his birthday is.
1: If you, if you read
2: some of the letters, uh, and believe me, it, I cringed that as I was typing some of the letters because um, I'm I'm generally a, a nice guy and I don't want to be mean. But, um, you know, my life is turned upside down because of him and his friends. Uh, but I didn't want to be a, a total jerk. But I you know when I was rereading the letters, i was like, God, if someone's reading this, they're gonna think you'd like, you know, I made best friends with this guy. Um, and I mean, trust me, we're anything but best friends. Uh, I, I just want, I just want answers. Um, and I thought the best way to do it was to um, just appeal to his uh, humanity, for whatever whatever humanity he has.
0: So. How has writing the book changed you now? Like what did you, did you learn anything new? Did you come out of it with, with new perspective that you never had before?
2: Well, I can tell you this. what I, what I learned is writing a book is extremely difficult and exhausting. Um, and partly because, partly because of the subject, subject matter, you know, writing about yourself is something I've never done. And, um, I mean, I really don't have any deep, dark secrets, but just writing, just personal stuff, um, that you know, or you hope anyway, that, you know, a thousand, you know, hundreds of people are going to read, um, is a little disconcerting. Um, but, uh, you know, it's, it's not terrible. I don't stay up, at, stay up, uh, at night worrying about it. Um, as far as changing my life, um, I, not really. I mean, it's something. It's something I had to do. Uh, something I wanted to do. And I'm. I'm extremely glad that I was pushed. Uh, pushed by my daughter and by my girlfriend to uh, finish it. Um, and uh, but I'm. I'm really. I'm glad I'm
3: done. So now, Carl, you're going to get the bug, and then you're going to turn into a narcissist like us. us.
2: <laughs> well, that's that's what everyone's telling. Me. <laughs> that's what everyone's telling me I'm going. I'm going to forget about all my friends and. You know, move to Hollywood. <laughs> That's not going to happen. <laughs> I lived there for two years. <laughs> That's yeah. It was trying to come. I, I left. I left back in seventy uh, eight and came back in eighty. It was just. It was. It's funny to get away from this, the the uh, the hubbub of Son of Sam. I left New York and went to L A. Again. Not not the best location to go to to uh, get away. <laughs> Well, I'll never walk away from the case. Um, and like I said, you know, it, it really wasn't the goal of the book, but one of my personal goals is to find out exactly what happened and more specifically who shot me. So until I find out the answers to that, uh, I don't see me stopping what I've been doing for the last you know, uh, 40 years. Um, who knows? It might, it might turn into another book. Um, it might not. Um, but... Believe it or not, as old as this case is and as much uh, research that, that I have done personally and shared with other people and vice versa, them sharing with me, um, I get new information almost every other day. Um, but Most of it's nothing earth-shattering. It's just a connection. You know, this guy is related to this person who is related to this person. And, uh, you know, and of course, most of it surrounds um, Yonker's. Uh, which is the epicenter of uh, son of sam um, you know my other my, my other my other kind of like uh, hidden or personal goal is uh, to find out um, why the victims were shot including myself um, I do not believe for a second uh, you know the, the the law enforcement theory that Berkowitz or anyone else got in a car, drove around for hours, waiting, waiting for the perfect chance. Because if that was it, there would have been there would have been shootings every other night. I mean, it's New York City and it's, and the vicinity is, um, you know, it's we're walkers. You know, we're we're not out west. We're not in cars. We're walkers. There's, you know, on, on any given hour on any given street, you can find somebody walking down the street. Um, so I, I would like to know, you know, and, and who knows if I ever get the answer, but I'd like to know uh, why, why, how the victims were chosen and why, you know, I have theories on some of them. Um, you know, I mean, I could share, uh, you know, mine for sure. Um, I have nothing in my past that, um, that has anything to do with, um you know drug sales or satanic worshiping or uh, pedophilia or a- anything a- anything that i know is associated with this group um but as as we talked about earlier um you know the girl i was with her father was a detective um there could be something there uh, unfortunately uh red Canaan is a uh, long gone uh, he, he passed away in the, in the 80s um so I'll probably never know um, but uh you know with with seven seven different uh seven different uh cases um I'm hoping to uh, find some kind of common
3: thread now uh, quick question quick question then is I heard that if uh, it's a possibility of an initiation, maybe it could have been opportunistic uh you know just that this is what you have to do at this amount of time or something like that. Then that would be the common thread that it was opportunistic, but uh, but it would be interesting to, to find out more of that for sure.
2: Yeah, the, the you know the uh, I don't know who 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 actually attribute to, but for lack of a better uh, thing, I'll call it the uh, the Maury Terry son of Sam thing. Uh, uh, you know, the theory is that uh, some some were were definite hit targets, and some were initiation. And, um, you know, mine you know, in more, Ma- in Maury's opinion, mine fell under the initiation. Um, but, uh, you know, if you take a look at like the, uh, Judy Placido, Sal Lupo shooting at the uh, uh, there's a lot of symbolism there, you know, you know, uh, with the LFS Levi, who was a, you know, a satanic, uh, uh, figure from uh, the eighteen hundreds and um uh the Eliphas, uh the Eliphas name itself uh, i, I <clears throat> it's i i i i forgive me i forget exactly uh the the tie in but if anyone googles Eliphas, they'll uh they'll um they'll find out there's a lot of satanic uh, stuff and and of course uh, uh placida um, it's also a God of, I think, uh, or a goddess of, uh, of futility or, uh, anyway, that's, you know, you can Pasito's last name, uh, you know, the fact she lived on uh, Wickham street, um, you know, which, uh, what, uh, you know, Wickham was mentioned in one of the letters. Uh, yeah. So, you know, there's just, I mean, that's just kind of, uh, you know, throwing things against, uh you know, spitballing, throwing things against the wall and see with sticks. There's not a, you know, there's no, there's no hard, hard uh, evidence on that. It's just a lot of assumptions and, you know, boy, isn't this neat, You know,
0: It's interesting. So do you think that they stopped killing uh, after the son of Sam was arrested and all that, <clears throat> all that happened, or do you think they just continued doing what they were doing anyway?
2: Oh, they. Uh, without a doubt, they continue doing what they're doing. That's that's one of the. That question is one of the uh, favorite questions that law enforcement likes to uh, throw, throw at you or throw at me, um, and you know, with with the idea of well, you know, once we arrested Barkowitz, the shooting stopped, well, that doesn't take a brain surgeon to figure out why they stopped. I mean, if you arrest a guy for for being the, the 44 caliber killer. Why in God's name would you pick up a 44 caliber and shoot somebody else while he's in jail? That would kind of put the heat right back on you. Um, you know the, so I mean I know that's I, I know I'm simplifying it but but not really. Uh, uh, 18, 18 people um, or 13, 13 people have passed away uh, in the, um, in the 12 months after Berkowitz was arrested. Thirteen people that were that were you know were, were involved in this, and uh, they all met you know uh, you know they they all met uh, untimely deaths you know brake lines cut um, you know suicide with two bullet bullet wounds you know strange stories like that, um, and of course you know you go back to the original if you believe in the you know what was behind the son of Sam. You know, and the cult and uh, the pedophilia. Well, you know, 20 years ago, you couldn't even really mention that because everyone would just say you're nuts. That doesn't happen. Uh, but you know, in the last 20 years, a lot of things have happened in that in that arena. You know, I guess starting with uh, I hate to say it, but starting with you know, with the priests in the Catholic Church, and and you know, going right to more recent with uh, you know Epstein. Um, you know this, uh, this you know human trafficking and uh, and um, you know uh, uh, pedophilia is um, is alive. Fortunately, it's alive and well in the United States and and around the world. So no, yeah. So I, I, I do believe they're still doing what they do.
1: I mean, that's a pretty big uh, trail of death that, that was left behind after Berkowitz was arrested. So you would think that would you they police would be able to find it. Now, at the time, there wasn't the same statistical pressure as there are as there is now for precincts uh, with photos, particularly in New York. So why wouldn't they, why wouldn't the police want to catch the correct killer?
2: Uh, A lot of stories would have to be rewritten. Um, you know, I'm sure you're, if, well, if you're not, I'll tell you, uh, you know, over 300 um, uh, NYPD personnel got promotions uh, on, uh, you know, based on the arrest of uh, Barkowitz uh, a few few cops um you know actually made a career that was their their crowning glory um and um and you know and you know for for right now it's like let's sleep in dogs lives and no no pun intended what you know why, why would you reopen a case when we have a guy in jail um uh my book, um, my book is not going to reopen the case. I mean, I believe me. I wish I wish it was that powerful where it would reopen the case, but there's, in my opinion, there's bigger powers than me um, who uh, who uh, will will never reopen the case for for a lot of different reasons. I, I just touched on the most obvious. Uh, you know, it's a closed case. Why reopen?
0: So you're you're pretty much. Saying uh, really that um, they'll they'll really never um, capture or the person that really shot you in your mind will never really be brought to justice then
2: well you know hope springs eternal uh, I'm not going to say never um, but uh, I think uh, I think a few things have to happen uh, for, the, for for you know for the authorities to take it serious and uh what comes to mind uh, to me is, uh, you know, somebody who was in, involved, maybe, you know, maybe they never pulled the trigger, but they were at a shooting or two shootings, and they know who the players are, and they get jammed up to something uh, that's more serious than, uh, you know, being at a shooting scene, uh, you know, especially like mine, because it was a murder, you know statute of limitations probably runs out on, uh, on, attempted murder, you know, um, yeah. and, you know, they trade their information and, and then that information could be corroborated by information that, that myself and some other, uh, researchers have, um, along with Berkowitz's, you know, testimony that is already on the record. Um, that, you know, that's a possibility, but, um, I'm not holding my breath for it. I would like it, but I don't really see it.
0: Yeah. Well, uh, now, um, do you have a website yourself now, or um, where, well, where do you I, say people should go?
2: Yeah, um, I will have a website. It, it should be up, and uh, it's almost done, it, uh, but it, it's, it's very simple, com. Um, my book uh, will be available on it. I have some other things on there that may be of interest. Um, in the Son of Sam, uh, and I also, like I said, I, I, I'm the admin for the uh, the official Maury Terry uh, Ultimate Evil Son of Sam uh, Facebook group. Uh, you can always um, ask for um, you know uh, to get into the to get into the group, uh, but just. I'd just give you give your uh, listeners a fair warning if uh, if you don't have any personal information um I, you're not getting that uh, you know i i need to know uh i need to know if you're a real person i really don't care who you are um but i i don't let uh, i don't let people in with you know with no information and a funny name and a face you know a profile picture that changes every three weeks. Because uh, we, we don't need yeah. workers in the group; we need researchers. So we're we're it, it, this is right. not an entertainment site.
0: Yeah. So there oh, you go, oh, Brian. You yeah. are not getting in. Um, <laughs> well, I, I know that I know this. that sounds um, very,
2: very cold, but I, I I'll be honest with you. I have over, I have over three hundred people waiting to get into the group, and there's. Like I said, you've got to give me a reason to let you in the group. And, and again, it's got to be more than just your entertainment. If you just want entertainment, then go to com, and you can be entertained there. <laughs> yeah.
0: Well, I, I appreciate it. And um, we will have um, you, your book linked up to our website so people can find it real easy when they listen. Oh, great. Um, again, uh, the book is called Son of Sam and Me the truth about why I wasn't shot by David Berkowitz, and our guest was the author, Carl De Niro. Thank you for being here.
2: Okay, thanks for having me.
0: To find out more about our show, guests or to listen to past shows from our archive, please go to
2: www.houseofmysteryradio.com.
3: Show's over for now. Was it as good for you as it was for me?
0: Well, good night.